0: Hey, it's Craig from Revolution Radio. This is just a reminder. Can you hit that subscribe button? That way you never miss a new episode of Canadian AF. And now, Revolution Radio and Canadian AF are proud to announce we are the newest members of a collective of some of the planet's greatest content creators on the new Cryer Media family. You can check out all the goodies that Cryer Media has to offer, including this podcast, at Cryer.co. Once again, that's C-R-I-E-R dot C-O. Thanks so much for listening to Revolution Radio, and enjoy this podcast. I've got some new music here for you, Derek. (laughs) Like it thank you i appreciate that it's a new track actually that jen and i did a uh, number of years it well, it's not a new track we did it like five years ago uh but just uh yeah just wanted to get something else on i'm craig g this is Canadian AF right here, Canadian as fuck on Revolution Radio Canada, joined as always by my pal Dimitri Alexiu, a wonderful fellow, a teleprompter operator, um, music historian, musician, old friend. And below him, Derek Lewis. Uh, thank you for, not, for changing your name. Uh, <laughs> Derek Lewis, a tattoo guru who actually just got back from St. Louis. Uh, shooting some fantastic, fantastic stuff. So check him out at Long Point Photo. Uh, Once again, that's at Long Point Photo on Instagram. Beside him is a uh, gentleman that I think really doesn't need much of a, of a, a huge introduction. He has been a staple. Uh, on the uh, on the Canadian music scene and the worldwide music scene as well. We are so, so fortunate tonight to be joined by our new Revolution Radio bestie, Drew Arnott from Strange Advance.
1: Woo! Woo! <clears throat> <clears throat>
0: It's all, it's all women in the front row. Yeah,
1: sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Drew, honestly, we've, uh, we've been talking about this for quite a long time now, and uh, you're one of the people that we have wanted to get on this podcast for forever, basically as long as we can remember. So honestly, thank you so much for joining us tonight, my friend. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Awesome. So we are going to get this thing called Canadian AF going. We're going to ask our man, Dimitri. A land acknowledgement, please.
2: All right. Canadian as fuck acknowledges that the land on which we're meeting is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Metis peoples. And Canadian as fuck acknowledges that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit.
0: We're going to talk about this song in just a second on the other side. uh, Probably a good, solid introduction to this band for a lot of people would have been this song in the background that was sung by this man right here. And it goes like this. Kicking off the show, Strange Advance from the album 2. This is We Run. Dimitri, Derek, Craig are live with our man Drew Arnott. Strange Advance is live. This is Revolution Radio Canada. for a dj that used to play on a radio station back in the day hearing that song throwing to the vocal posts here on revolution radio and remembering what it was like to play that song in the nightclubs you throw strange advance down on the on the turntables and to see everybody literally flock to the dance floor when a song like that comes on To know that now i'm sitting with the fellow that (laughs) saying that song is is just it's a it's a really crazy moment for me so anyway i'm i'm sorry drew i hope you can bear with me it's just it just hit me actually a second ago i was like holy crap i used to play this song on the air and now i'm i'm talking to the the man who's not only saying it but wrote it craig's
3: princess lay in a gold bikini this is what Ah. this is right (laughs) (laughs) that's it something something like that derek
0: uh yeah so you're anyway welcome. i uh that was that was actually pretty good um pretty good, eh? so yeah from time to time you're good derek Shh. drew thank you again so much for joining us tonight i um was just kind of going through all of your stuff recently and uh doing as much research as, as humanly possible the one thing that of course struck me is the 40th anniversary of worlds away uh that we've you know we've been celebrating now for i guess i guess the last couple of years if i'm not mistaken
4: Uh, it came out a year ago right roughly right yeah Yeah.
2: so 41
0: years yeah exactly
4: yeah Yeah. that's
2: yeah so
0: if, if if i can ask you like what's it is there any sort of like words that you can put to it when you kind of sort of turn around and look back and say oh my god that's that's a career like
4: well, it's, uh, it probably shock is the, the biggest thing that comes to mind. It's like, holy crap, how did we get here? You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, I have just the biggest memory of 40 years having gone by. Uh, it's so it goes by fast kids. If you want to do something, do it while you're young, do it yeah. now. Yeah. So, uh, and basically, that's why we're doing the the live thing again, you know, just to have that experience, you know, mm-hmm. before it's too late.
0: I saw there's an old friend of mine, Susan uh, Susan Yang, is her name, and she shot a great video of you guys at the Alma Combo. And man, oh man, it sounds just as good. Your voice, the band, sounds every bit as good as uh, like as it did back in you know the early '80s.
4: Well, we try.
0: Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Um, if we could talk, uh, would you mind maybe if you could take us back to Vancouver? Uh, you and it was your musical partner, Daryl Um, If you could sort of just give us like maybe if there's any sort of a, you know, interesting tidbit stories or anything like that, that you, you could share with us for the, the early days of, uh, uh, of Strange Advance, basically, you, well, the two of you getting started.
4: Yeah, you know, uh, Daryl actually answered an ad I put in the newspaper because that's how you got a hold of people back then. Right. <clears throat> What's an, me and,
2: can you tell us what a newspaper is
4: <laughs> well it's it's made out of paper and it's got news and it has so. news yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly was it a classified That's, ad that you that you put out it, it was a classified ad that was the only thing only way to reach people back then mm. and uh and and uh, i i think it was something along the lines of uh looking for uh guitar players slash singer to join the glitter brigade It's like. Uh, the glitter brigade the glitter brigade i actually
0: was that that hopefully the original band name or
4: oh no 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 okay all right (laughs) no that was just because uh at that time of course it was the beginning of you know bowie and t-rex and all that kind of stuff so so this
2: is like when uh so this is for Slan, right
4: Slan, that's right yeah
2: okay wow so
4: uh, we got together and we started uh uh we put a band together and went out in the road and and uh and did all the club scene and stuff and and because we were doing you know esoteric mainly english pop music uh and progressive music at all as, as well we did like you know watch of the skies by genesis and you know very cool heroin heroine by strobs and stuff so we were you know sort of branching out and uh but unfortunately, the people of Vancouver were not ready for us. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we were we 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 were fired for more jobs than I'd like to, to think about. But oh, um, yeah, yeah. But that's how it all started for Daryl and I, and uh, and then we started the process of, of writing songs. So um,
2: so I'm I know that like around around the late seventies, Vancouver had like a strong punk scene, right? Because oh, yeah. of the young the young Canadians and
4: sticks yeah. and.
2: Doa and yeah, sure. and the beginnings of fifty four forty. So now you just described something very proggy. Yeah. You know. So was was it? Do you think that Vancouver was not ready for prog in the way that it was for punk?
4: Um. Well, I, I mean, all the all the bands that toured and hit Vancouver did well. You know. Yes, Genesis. uh I didn't see, I didn't get to see King Grimson back in the day, but, uh, you know, but they played, you know, big halls, they got good crowds out. So I would say there's definitely a, uh, an audience out there for Prague, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not the, you know, when you're playing clubs, that's, you know, the Prague crowd aren't necessarily going to show up at a rock club, you know? So, I mean, you know, the, the audience there was more looking for a like, ZZ Top or, or whatever, you know, so. Uh, and we weren't giving them that, um,
2: mm-hmm.
4: but you know, we we definitely had fans and uh, Slan? What, Slan? Slan with an N is a Norman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, point of, of note, it's also uh, it, that name was adopted by uh, Supian Lee um, for hmm. one of her projects. She had a project called Slam. And I, I wrote her a little lower going, oh, sorry, you know, we beat you to it. You know, <laughs> never, yeah. never did hear from her, though. So. <laughs> oh,
1: wow.
2: Awesome. So, so then, so then, like, Slant, why did Slant end?
4: Uh, because Daryl and I hated each other. We were. <laughs> 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 we were ready to tear each other's throats out.
1: <laughs>
2: so, okay. So we need more information.
4: Well, you, you know, something, um, you know, we had different ideas and, um, and, and definitely, you know, butted heads. And, uh, I was so lucky though, because, uh, it's like, okay, I was, I was the drummer in slam and, um, and I, I was like, okay, I can't, I can't take this anymore. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. But, Daryl's dad bought me out because, you know, I had a share of the, the PA, the, you know, the truck, all that kind of stuff. And, and I used that money to buy a lighting rig. And I became the lighting director for Sweeney Todd at the time. Uh, do you remember Sweeney Todd? Of course. Roxy Roller. Yeah, of Roxy course. Roller, wow. number one song. Okay. And, um, and so I was doing lights for them because uh, we shared a rehearsal space. So I, I knew the guys and I knew they were looking for someone to do lights. And I always loved the lights, and I I did, you know, the setup and stuff for for Slam. So uh, anyway, I go off uh, with with Sweeney Todd, and and that was awesome because it was, like, as close to Beatlemania as I'll ever get uh, because they had the number one song in the country, and they were playing, like, high schools, community centers, loads, thousands of kids. And when those doors would open, those girls would just bash open Run for the stage and you know, get out of their way because they're going to mull you over. So, uh, it was a, a wild ride, and uh, and then Nick and Jim ended up leaving the band and things sort of fell apart. So, that was it for that.
0: What year was that roughly? Do you remember?
4: Oh, on the late 70s, okay, uh, yeah, 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 late 70s, 78, 79, maybe I really don't know. I'm not very good at time.
0: What was it that you and Daryl got back together? Was it Metropolis? Was that the first thing that you...
4: Well, then what happened was uh, I got a call from Daryl and it's like, oh, oh, hey, Daryl, I wasn't expecting to hear from you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And uh, because we're like brothers, you know, we get along so well until it comes time for, you know, musical discussions. And then we're like, you know, at each other again, you know, so... Uh, yeah, so what happened was, uh, you know, we called up, we got together, we started writing songs, and we, we did demos, and I even went down to L.A. and, you know, visited a bunch of, you know, record companies and, and uh, you know, slimed my way into appointments with A&R guys and uh, told a few lies. And, um, and, yeah, so, and I met all these people, it was like, okay, you know, and, and everyone was very positive, it's like, yeah, you know, keep at it. And, uh, and you know, who else was, uh, a really big, uh, uh, someone who really encouraged me was, uh, Brian Adams. He would call up from time to time and, uh, yeah, what are you working on? And I'd play him because, his- sorry,
2: because he, because he had joined Sweeney Todd by this point.
4: He had done that, but I was gone from Sweeney Todd by the time he joined. That's a weird little, you know. You know, coincidence that we both worked for you know Sweeney Todd, but at uh, different,
2: at completely different times.
4: Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> right. uh, yeah. So anyway, he was he was you know very very nice and very encouraging, and uh, and then eventually uh, Daryl, uh, you know, we were writing together, and then he had a little live band called Remote Control, and uh, a club band, covers band, and they were uh, playing around town, and 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 Brian, at that point, was trying to convince Bruce Allen to send him out on tour. And Bruce is like, you know, it's too early. You know, you don't have anything going on. It's like, no, I want to do it. I want to do it. Well, Brian is a force of nature. So you cannot stop the kid. And um, so he but he needed a band. So he asked Daryl uh, if remote control could be his backup band. So Daryl went off uh, on tour with him and played uh Played Brian our latest demo tape, which he really liked. He said, "You know, would you mind if I pass this on to someone?" And he handed it off to Bruce Fairburn, the producer. And uh, Bruce really liked it, and he was looking for something different to do. And boom, we got a record deal, and uh, off to the races. That's incredible.
2: So, so let me ask: like, how how do you think that you went from sland to this more new wave direction with? with the first strange advance album?
4: Well, I would say that, uh, you know, Daryl and I were both big fans of Kraftwerk and that was sort of the introduction to that sort of, that world of, of, of synth, you know, bass music and that. And, um, yeah, you know, we were listening to all sorts of, well, all the, all the latest acts from, from Europe and the UK. And, uh, you know, obviously we're, Influenced by what we listened to, and, and and we were just hugely in love with Bowie. So, okay. uh, so if you know if, if we thought if we could have like one one percent of Bowie's you know talented <laughs> career or whatever, we'd be quite happy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so all those influences, uh, I guess that's what made the difference. And plus, if it, it's you know we were talking about technology earlier, it's like you know first of all synthesizers were brand new at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we bought uh, a, something called uh, an AKS, a Synthi AKS, which is like uh, a VCS3. I'm just throwing these numbers and letters out there. But uh, 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 there was a company in England that, that made this, the VCS3, which is what Brian Eno used to play in Roxy Music. Hmm. And, uh, and the AKS was the suitcase, the briefcase model and it was very secret agency, you know, it's like you have to literally have a briefcase, <laughs> you know, walk into a room, open it up, and boing, you know, there's all these oscillators and, you know, envelope generators, etc. It's just, it was fantastic. So it was the getting into the synthesizer led you off in a different direction, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you were playing there just with an acoustic guitar, it would never sound like that.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, I had a question. And, f- oh, I'm go, sorry. I'm sorry. Keep going right ahead.
4: I was just going to say, uh, the other thing that, uh, that we really uh, you know, lusted after and, and ended up getting was uh, a, a Lynn drum machine. It was actually the LM1, which was the first drum machine that actually used samples of drums and uh, and sounded totally legit. You know, it's like it was the first time in history. And me being a drummer, you'd think I'd be I'd be against it, but I loved it.
0: Yeah. 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 So,
4: you know, and sequencing patterns and, and fills and stuff and and having the secret, sequ- having the, the synthesizer and stuff, it's like you know it took you down that path for sure.
0: It's really interesting to hear you say that, Drew, because the um um new order, uh, Stephen Morris, um he used to say that he loved sitting down with like the old you know the the three oh threes and the eight oh eights and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and coming up like trying to program the things that he would play on a drum set. Um, like to, to program them into a drum machine. So it's, it's really cool to, to hear, you know, you guys saying that at the time you were embracing the technology that was coming out.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, it, you know, and it was uh, record company money. Uh, there's lots of downside to signing to a major label, but one of the upsides is they actually have cash and, and they're not afraid to, afraid to spend it well of course they're not afraid to bill you for everything too mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> right yeah but yeah so that was our first axis okay finally we got an 808 which is you know basically the the sound of, of worlds away is the 808 and um yeah and it was just okay now now we're starting to sound legit and my I, and, and of course my other uh big musical love was the mellotron. Uh, which mm. was and there's there's you know, two
0: i believe on we run if i'm not mistaken, oh
4: there's right. there's melatron everywhere yeah um yeah melatron everywhere um and and uh, after i got out of high school my my dear old dad lent me a couple thousand dollars and i flew to england to buy one and wow. i bought a used one from the uh the touring keyboard player for the animals and uh and, and it's an amazing sound, and it's like the, an analog sampler. It's tapes that are playing inside the machine. Yeah. And of course, as I say, I, I used to love all the, you know, the Yes and Genesis and stuff, and they used, yep. you know, and the Moody Blues, they used the Mellotron a lot. Yes. So we had this great collection of gear, and we could play Space Oddity by Bowie with the Mellotron and stuff and sound totally legit, you know. So anyway, it was, uh, it was the equipment definitely helped us in that direction.
0: I love hearing stories of all of this gear. If I can ask you on we run, because it's interesting. I noticed in a lot of 80s music and a lot of 80s pop music, I honestly believe looked at Strange Advance's first two records and ripped a lot of stuff off of you guys. Because the sound that's the mount, 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 that like the sound that I think you play in the video. What keyboard is that that's playing that?
4: That, That's a Jupiter 8.
0: Okay, that is a Jupiter 8. Okay,
4: yeah, the the rolling, yeah, and and again, you know, fantastic synth, and uh, and also you know, the Yamaha CS80, um, another you know, it's like the mothership of polyphonic synths and stuff, you know, and uh, yeah, we were very lucky to have access to all that, and uh, it definitely added all those flavors, but we run. Uh, most of the strings and, and a lot of the orchestral stuff comes from uh, a Fairlight, and, right. and again, you know, and we we didn't have the, the ability to buy a Fairlight. Uh, we were actually in London working at Pink Floyd studio at the time, and uh, Michael Kamen was producing, and uh, and he called in his good friend who happened to have a, a Fairlight, and and that's uh, Hans Zimmer who uh, showed up, you know, yeah, and. Been yep. provided. Also, we know just, who that is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow.
4: Yeah. So
2: you have pretty, written. Oh my! You, you got to write a you, book. <laughs> well, he practically did write a book on the website on the Strange Advance website. Yeah. Oh, he wrote. Rerun. He wrote. He wrote like about yeah. like eight separate stories on the Strange Advance yeah. website about like the journey that rerun we run took. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, there was that. There was that. There was that mix that Scott Lit did. Yeah. That Scott that lit. was an inter- that was your reaction to the Scott Littman. Just tell us that story. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well well, first of all, you, you talked about playing uh, We Run in the Clubs.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And um and Scott Litt is the reason that song works in the clubs. Because mm. uh, you know, he's like a great engineer, great producer, and uh and what happened was we were looking for somebody to mix the song, and uh and Scott was he hadn't done his work with REM yet, so he was still hungry. He was young and hungry and wanted to do a great job. So he took rerun to New York to the power station and and they spent three days mixing it and a shit ton of money, you know, because it's a very, very expensive place to mix. Mm. And and every piece of gear that you want, you know, an added reverb or delay or, you know, compressor, or whatever, you're, you're, you're paying rent for each of them uh, from the studio. It's not like a lot of studios in Vancouver. You walk into a studio, what they've got, you, you've got access to all of it. But in New York, it was like, oh, you would like a microphone. Oh, well, that'll be $25, you know. <laughs> and, uh, so it was kind of crazy. But, um, anyways, he spent three days on it. Uh, he we did a fantastic job. And, um, and then finally, you know, it's like, well, here it is, you know, what do you think? And it's like, I hated it. I I hated it. Really? It was just, yeah, because Mm -hmm. he had, he had screwed around with the arrangement, improved it greatly, but screwed around with it to the point where it's like, this isn't the song, you know, he's, he's, he's he's fucked up. What happened? (laughs) And, uh, oh yeah. So uh, I was not, it took, I can't remember. It must've taken like a week or two before I go on. Oh, she sounds pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: you know, I, I slowly got into it. And it's like, oh, okay. And now it's like, oh my God, you know, I'm just so thrilled that, you know, we got involved and stuff. And, and yeah. then of course, um, and then went on to work with REM, and did all their, their, their big records and yeah. stuff. and
3: did a couple of things with those guys from nobody from knows who that is yeah nobody nobody knows that's nobody right knows. some house band <laughs> exactly that's it's right. right derek
0: sorry hmm? buddy dimitri and i have been just going nuts here so i can as no, we all know guys. derek derek is one of those guys too drew that we, we could we could talk about gear all day long like literally you know, we could sit and talk about long it all day
4: yeah oh <laughs> so it's I, a lot of fun
3: so it's, it is, it is, it is your anniversary. um, It is your anniversary of your first time playing back in 30 years. Cause you did that last year in April. It's not quite, we're not quite at the date yet, but like yeah, you did yeah. that last year. And how was that? You played well, the Hollywood, Hollywood theater, right?
4: Yeah. In Vancouver, that was our yeah. first date. And um, you know, when we went out in the eighties, uh, like I was saying earlier, I, I was the drummer and mm. then, Working in the studio, i play keyboards and a little bit of guitar and stuff. But, uh, you know, actually, the first time we did uh, a video, which we we did a video before we ever played live, um, I, we we did it in New Orleans. And I get down there and I realize I've never actually played keyboards and sang at the same time. Because, you know, you do it separately in the studio. Right. And And I'm not a keyboard player. So it was like, oh, my God, you know, I've got to, I, here I am in my hotel room, you know, practicing how to how to make this look legit and stuff. I thought, you know, I, I've got to pay attention here. You know, people are going to Oh, he's not playing the right inversion of that chord. You know, what adult. And um, it, was, it was just ludicrous. So that's amazing. When, so when we went out live to play, um, I thought oh, I'm going to hate this. You know, it's like this is this is not going to be fun. Well, what do you know? I had a great time. You know, yeah. it, it was a lot of fun. So, so this you, time it was the same thing. I'm going, oh, this isn't going to go well. <laughs> I'm not going to enjoy <laughs> this. Because this time, um, I'm I'm stepping forward and I'm singing a few more songs than I used to. Yes, and um, you're singing
0: all of Daryl's songs, of course, yeah.
4: Well, yeah. not all of them. We've got Sean, who does a superb oh, okay. job on, on, on most of Daryl's stuff. But right. I, I am singing more. And... Um, and so it's like, you know, and it's just, I'm petrified. You know, it's like, oh, you're kidding. I got to stand in front of you with a mic. I'm naked. You know, everyone yep. can see me. This is horrible.
3: We're going uh, my hands.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I, some people were born to be front men, you know, they're performers. And, and, yeah. and uh, like, you know, I, I used to look at Michael Hutchins, I think. Oh, this guy was born to be on a yeah. stage, you know, Jim Morrison and, you know, whatever. It's like. Uh, and all these that,
0: people. Yeah, yeah.
4: That's sure. not yeah. me. You know, I, I'm born to be in a, in a dark, quiet, not not so quiet studio. And, you know, working on, you know, making music. That's what I love to do. Yeah. So, so getting out playing live and, and getting out and singing, that's a whole other animal altogether. But again, it was a lot more fun than I thought it would be. So I had a good time. Nice.
2: Nice. So good. let me so so like playing playing keyboards and singing at the same time that's trying to fuse both sides of the brain together in a in a, in a way that's like so did you, you can that's something you did master eventually oh, yeah right?
4: well you had no choice and okay. practice practice makes perfect you know yeah. so uh, but yeah like it, it just came from my difficulty was always like not coming from the background of being a pianist, a keyboard player, or anything, and and having no music theory, so I'm just like these two groupings of notes sound good together. It's like, uh, and I would have no idea what I'm actually playing, but you know, I like the sound of it, so whatever. And um, yeah, so it made it. It made it. I, I had to focus more on what I was doing because okay. when I play keyboards i'm not I'm not aiming for the you know the triad of whatever particular chord I'm looking for. I'm looking for the shape. it's right. just the shape of the chord it's like that's uh, that's how I've learned so everything's as a matter of fact uh, when we started putting the band back together um, i I posted something on Facebook about uh oh no, it was a little video I shot saying, well, you know. We're, we're gonna do some some dates and stuff. this is exciting uh I've almost uh you know I've almost learned uh, all the songs or whatever and 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 and, and my friend Billy's has gone like, yeah you know you shouldn't say stuff like that because people going <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna think you're serious you know it's like I am serious. I have to relearn my own songs, you know.
2: I just paid fifty bucks for this guy's ticket. He doesn't even remember the lyrics. <laughs> well, you're giving you're you're giving me hope. You're giving me hope because oh. uh, because like I I play the accordion and I have always found it like when when my when I have both hands going, I I find it torturous to try to sing at the same time as I oh, have yeah. both hands going. Oh yeah, yeah. same yeah.
0: So, hundred so, yeah, uh,
2: thank you for the
0: hope, Drew. Yeah, Derek's oh, a guitar no. player <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a drummer. So you're sitting with three musicians here. So this is. well. Oh,
4: there you go. Oh, I, no, no. I, I am living proof that, you know, if you want to do it, you know, you can find a way and, and you don't need uh, acres of talent. Just yeah.
0: be- for me, I'm practice, practice, practice. So if, if you're going to ask me oh, to play gu-
2: guitar and sing, I can do it.
0: I'm going to yeah. be practicing for hours. Have, so, yeah. a long
2: time <laughs> to make sure I got it. So you're talking about playing live and you have four dates in May where people where people can see you in May. May 13th, the Capitol Ballroom in Victoria, yeah, May 25th, yeah. the McBull Concert Series in Mississauga, Ontario. Nice. May 26th, the Empire Theater in Belleville and May 27th, Maxwell's in Waterloo. Uh, so all
4: well, correct. Now I I will also say uh I was quite impressed uh, earlier with with Craig's air guitar or air base actually, <laughs> uh, and and that was a a, a Toronto lad uh, Howard A that played bass on We Run.
1: Okay, and oh, really?
4: uh, and he's going to come out to the show at uh, at McBowl. In this oh, at the saga. Classic Bowl.
0: Oh, fantastic!
4: Yeah, uh, because he used to also play with Rough Trade, and the Rough Trade are playing with us that night. So, oh, lovely. Yeah, it's- they're playing. They're playing the same gig. Is that sold out? I got to get a ticket. You know something? Yeah, there, this is embarrassing. They are opening for us. Oh, and it's, it's kind of like, <laughs> oh, Carol?
1: <laughs>
0: Carol, I swear I had nothing to do with the lineup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Fantastic. Yeah. Drew, can I ask you, uh, what, what kind of drums do you have?
4: Well, I've got a Motley kit right now. I've got a Ludwig kick. I've got a couple of premier toms left over. I've got uh a slingerland snared it's, it's all over the map nice. and and sadly they're not set up. Uh, okay. I also have a set of V drums okay and yeah and, and if anyone from Roland is out there listening um the new v drums look really great yeah and I would love <laughs> to you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> plug
0: yeah exactly good for you uh yeah, actually an old friend of mine mark ro- works for Roland so uh, oh, we I'll, can I'll, I'll reach, I'll reach out to him for you. Yeah, my old, well, pal, my old pal I, Mark.
4: I I have a, a pretty great connection with Roland. I'm sure you and, do. Uh, and You're they playing still a band have called an... Strange
0: Advance after all.
4: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I keep dropping ends, but no one keeps, no one picks them up. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. No, that's great. Awesome. Derek, Dimitri, I got nothing, man. Yeah, we've. We, I know, Dimitri and I've probably gone. Yeah, gone you've you've, yeah. you've asked
3: my questions All and right. said the things that I wanted to say. <laughs> so I again apparently. Uh, so well, I, can
4: uh, I. I'd like to bring something up if you don't mind. Oh, I yes, still have I another couple of do.
0: questions okay. for you, but yeah, go right ahead.
4: Oh, okay. Well, I just wanted to say um, we brought on uh, a visual artist who used to tour with Skinny Puppy. Hmm. Uh, his name is Tim Hill, and and he works with projectors, nice. and. He's phenomenal, and and it's like, oh, finally to have the uh, the visual, you know, match the the you know audio and stuff. So Mm -hmm. we're really really thrilled to have him, and and uh, and also we bought a couple of lasers and stuff. So it's like a fun show now to see. You know,
0: that's awesome. Yeah, that'll be rad. That's great. I do. We're going to Mississauga then, guys. Right? I honestly, I think I I I think we're going absolutely.
5: Uh, I would like
0: to uh, I would like to talk with you about number four it is a fantastic freaking record now one of the things that i okay so there's a couple of this is kind of a two-part of this question and and i know you'll you're just great at answering our questions so i know you'll answer both of these the first part of the question is this how on earth did you make strange advance in 2022 one 2021 2021. sound like strange advance in 1985 (laughs) now that's so that's kind of the first part of the question the other part of the question i have for you is it because you were using the same type of instruments or does it not just kind of naturally come through you the reason i ask is because a lot of those songs you had your musical partner with with you this record you you didn't so
4: no well you know uh there definitely is uh uh, a strange, advanced filter that everything goes through, mm-hmm. and um, and definitely the instrumentation helps tremendously. Not to mention the fact that I had some of those old tracks lying around, you know. So we, we remixed some of the stuff, and and uh, but it's just, it, and I'm I'm aware that there there is a strange, advanced sound. There
0: definitely is, yeah. And it's yeah, wonderful. And, it's great that there is, right?
4: And, and there are lots of uh you know, I write lots of different types of of material. And uh and I would say maybe twenty percent would slot into the strange advance uh era or, or area and um and so I I naturally chose songs that, you know, lent themselves to, you know, yeah, this could be a new Strange Advance album. So
0: well, that's, that's fantastic that's fantastic yeah I in your mind is my favorite song on the record oh. it is so wonderfully classic sounding yes it's new the, like it's it's just it's amazing it's classic it's classic strange advanced sounding yet at the same time being in this particular decade you know what I mean it has, so, a,
3: yeah. it has a, a a Craig if I can jump in here mm-hmm. um because I like talking about stuff uh it's thick yes mm. If, that's strange. Advance
4: very thick. <laughs> very yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But there's a thicker sound to it, um, and that's it's one of the it's one of the main issues I I usually have with Canadian music is that there's a there there's like a thin quality to it. Like there's something it's because it, the the low end's kind of there and the high end's kind of there, but it seems like the middle is kind of like usually drops out. And that with with what this is, this that that's it's thick, it's well rounded, it sounds like it should.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, thank that you very sense. much. Um okay. one one thing that I know about myself, I'm I'm kind of a kitchen sink guy. You know, I have an overabundance of ideas and and often it's whoever's mixing the track, they're the ones that, you know, pull me back. And it's like, okay, do we really need this, you know, third separate bell part going on? It's like, you know, and there's there's tons of things like that. So I'm really at the the mercy of my whoever's mixing uh,
3: mm-hmm.
4: to you know make those final editing decisions. But I like to give them tons to work with, you know, yeah, you know you'll be able to pull it out of it and take it in whatever direction you want. You, you've got enough to work with.
3: yeah, yeah, I, I usually yeah. do the same. Um, uh, our our friend Comer, um he he's sometimes he joins us on the show as well, um and he's my he's my my mixer, my engineer, my producer guy. Um, and, uh, I, I usually, I do the same thing. I send him, I'm like, here's absolutely everything. Yeah. Make a baby. Exactly. Right. It's got all the, it's got, it's got two ears. It's got a nose. It's got a <laughs> yeah, mouth. It's got be. five fingers on each hand.
4: Uh, Go. Um, I have three noses and six ears. <laughs> right? So we don't need all that. <laughs> <That's right.
0: laughs> Fantastic. And that was Derek's Princess Leia moment. <laughs> that was,
1: that was so, princess I, moment. yes, I
0: know I had to, buddy. You know I have to. No, it's fine. Um, so, Drew, uh, I just, if I can ask you just a, another quick question. We've been talking for 45 minutes, and, you know, hope you don't have somewhere to leave. Anyway, um, greatly appreciate your time. Just wondering, in regards to number four, aside from the songs and ideas that you had pulled kind of from the past and brought forward, how long was the process of, of essentially writing and then to putting out number four?
4: well it took a lot longer than it would normally because uh, normally the record company says okay you know here's your budget and uh, you know so you start you know hiring musicians hiring studios you know getting everything together etc and this time you know I had to depend on you know getting, You know favors from people. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'd I'd love to to work on it. I'm busy for the next month, so but then I can then I can come down for a couple days. It's like great, great. So everything took a little longer than than you would normally take. So I would say it was a at least a a year and a half of of working at it piecemeal, you know, to actually make it happen.
0: Yeah, piecemeal, definitely. I I think a lot of lots of. Am I there? Yes sure. okay yeah sorry um yeah i th- I find it's it's interesting you say that i find a lot of uh artists these days kind of doing that piecemeal kind of record of just pulling in whoever they can get, you know
4: well you know let's face it uh everyone's got if you've got a laptop, a computer you can make you can make an album, yeah, you know and and lots of people do, and I mean my god, look at uh, Billy Eilish and her brother there it's like you know yeah. mm-hmm pulling off miracles in their bedroom so um yeah everyone has that but uh to make uh, to make a great sounding record you know you really do need well at least i do i need a good studio and good monitoring and, and as i say a good engineer
0: yeah definitely yeah uh, boys i think I think we're, we're good. I really, we're good. We're, we want to, uh, so good Thank good, good ramble. Like seriously, thank you very
2: much. Like honestly, thank you very much, Drew, or not. Drew,
0: we really cannot thank you enough for being here with us tonight. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Those stories It has been a treat. Those stories of the early days. I just adore them. I love hearing, you know, the cats talk about, you know, putting everything together and then just what it's like when all of a sudden, you know, one day you wake up and it's like, oh, Now we have a record deal, you know, it's just, it's, it's amazing. So yeah, yeah, definitely. So honestly, Drew, thank you so much. And um, we, we seriously greatly appreciate your time.
2: And I can repeat those, like those concert dates for our listeners. May 13th, Capitol Ballroom in Victoria, May 25th, McBull Concert Series in Mississauga, May 26th, Empire Theater in Belleville and May 27th, Maxwell's Waterloo. You can catch Strange Advance and see for yourself what's uh-huh. going on with uh with the the play songs from the new album the previous 3 albums from the 80s
0: and not only do you get strange advance you get carol pope and her troupe <laughs> rough trade as well so that's fantastic <laughs> like seriously that's, right. that's amazing yeah they're okay for sure uh in your mind is the name of the last song that we're going to play this evening from strange advance for one more time drew thank you so much for pra- uh, for joining us my friend we greatly appreciate your time and up. Uh, best of luck with everything moving forward.
3: Thank see you in you. Mississauga. Yeah. Sounds we will see, we will see you in Mississauga. <laughs>
0: this is In Your Mind. Strange Advance 4 is the name of the album. We are on episode 40.
2: What is this, Dimitri?
0: 8. 48. Thank you. 48. Canadian is fun. I'm not Dimitri. Right here on Revolution Radio. Thanks, Derek. Take care, Drew. Thank you so much. I
4: yep. know.